Thanks for hanging in there. It's Mile High Magazine. Again, I am Murphy Houston. Happy Sunday to everybody. Hope you're enjoying your day with us here. And we appreciate you listening because we've got some great information you need to know about CPR. It's been top of the news lately after what happened to that Buffalo Bills football player, Damar Hamlet. Joining me is Aaron Lukes from South Metro Safety Foundation. Aaron, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How about yourself? I'm fine. Oh, we had a chance here. One of our stations in Bonneville land, which owns four stations here in Denver, is Cozy 101.1, where I basically work. And we had Aaron in the other day on the air teaching us how to do CPR. We're going to talk about that. But, Aaron, give us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with South Metro Safety Foundation. Um, well, I'm a teacher, and so my background started out as teaching preschool, and they needed some people to teach a babysitting class, and I was already a CPR instructor, and so I wanted to help out, and it just kind of became more and more, and so I quit teaching, and I became a full-time instructor. How long have you been doing that with South Metro Safety Foundation? Um, since 2016. Well, you're pretty good at it, having met you yeah. in first-hand experience, and we'll talk more about that. But let's talk about South Metro Safety Foundation. I bet a lot of people don't even know about you guys and, and what you're all about, so please explain. Well, a lot of people think that we're South Metro Fire when, in fact, we are like sister partners with South Metro Fire. Um, so we are the nonprofit partner to South Metro Fire, offering the safety classes to all age ranges um, the, in the community. So we teach about car seats. We do babysitting. We do kids' home alone classes, defensive driving, CPR, adult driving, um, safety skills for older adults, and things to help them empower the community and make the community a safer place. And those lessons if I've got that right, Aaron, are free? Uh, some of them are. Some of them are not. It just depends. We also we work really hard to obtain grants and donations and create scholarships so that we can make classes a little bit cheaper. Um, so car seats are free. The um, safety skills for the older adults is free. But the CPR and the home alone classes and the babysitting classes do come at a cost, but we're trying really hard to make those costs go down so that everybody can be a part of it. Well, it's important. I had no idea that you offered those kind of opportunities. Every topic you just mentioned is top shelf. I mean, it's all stuff we should learn, especially that babysitting one. Talk about that one a little bit, because I'm sure there's a lot of moms and dads thinking, well, our kids are babysitting. What do they need to know? So with our babysitting and our youth safety program, which is our kids' home alone class, I think that those classes are our most important classes because it introduces the kids to some new skills that they will use for the rest of their life. Um, and maybe it's just they'll think about, oh, my gosh, when I was 13, I took a class and she said to do this, you know, if they can just refer back to that. And so I think that it's um, empowering them in a safe environment and to be more independent and to be responsible. Right. Is that like your most important class or would it be the I would think this would be important too. kids home alone safety? That's a big one. That is a big one, because so many kids are getting left home alone and um, there is no law saying that this is the age that they need to be home or left home alone at. There's only a lot in two states. Um, there are suggestions, and different counties have their own recommendations, but there is no law. And so I think that that's the point. People don't know if they can leave their 10-year-old home alone, or it's based on maturity. And so, um, so it, you may have a super mature 10-year-old and not a super mature 16-year-old and can't leave that 16-year-old home alone. So it is very important to make sure that you check with your county and see what their recommendations are, but also to 
being home alone is something that is very scary sure. um, because of what people see, you know, can happen on TV and what can happen. Like, do I answer the door? I don't know. Um, you know, and so things, we talk about all things like that. We talk about what to do if somebody comes to the door. We talk about, um, you know, what to do, you know, how to be a safe teen as far as, you know, only having one earbud in when you're walking, um, traveling in a group of four, um, because if somebody gets hurt, two others can go for help and then one can stay. Um, so we talk about all sorts of scenarios that come up and the kids actually come up with their own scenarios and then we talk through them wow. um, and kind of see what we would do because getting them involved and active, we also talk about how important it is to wear a bike helmet and about concussions. And we have these concussion goggles. We put tape on the floor and I have them walk the line to see if they can even just walk down the line and we throw a ball back and forth. Um, we also teach about um, home cooking safety um, because they're going to be cooking for themselves. And even if they're babysitting, they're still cooking for the kids that they're babysitting. Right. So if right. there is a grease fire, no, they know how to put a grease fire out or they know this fire is too big. I need to get out of here and get everybody else out and call 911. Crazy. How about the safety skills for older adults? That would be a big one, especially if you have uh, older parents or grandparents and they need that extra help. What do you teach there? So there we also do hands-only CPR and choking because anybody can choke, right? Right. Um, And also, too, um, um, how to get up safely from a fall, Um, you know, and because... If you fall down, some people cannot get back up, so how to get up safely from a fall. We also teach about having things, um, you know, like the the file of life ready to go, um, things just having your medications on a piece of paper um, so that when the medics do come to help you, if you're non-responsive or if you just, you know, don't remember the medications that you're on, everything is written down so they can grab that and then they can take it with them so that they can give that to the doctors um, so that you can be better treated. So there's just something that for everybody is what we're trying to offer. Well, you do offer a lot. Tell us again about that story you told us about the, the youngster who saved his mom after taking the babysitting class. That was quite a story. Yeah, we had a young man take the class when he was 13. And then a year passed and his mom went into cardiac arrest. And um, and he was 14 at the time when he was doing CPR on his mom. And then because of his early intervention, his mom walked out of the hospital two days later. And when our crews got there they saw him doing CPR on his mom and, um, and he was doing amazing because of his early intervention. He walked out. Yeah. That's an amazing story. Even to react at that age, but, and have it be your mother. He had to be calm enough, not screaming, mom, mom. He knew exactly what to do. Yeah. That's uh, that's a great story. Aaron. thanks for sharing that for sure. And how how do they find out more about all that you offer over there? Uh, Is there a website they Uh, go to and tells more? Yes. They can go to our website and it's South Metro foundation.org or they can give me a call my phone number is 303-805-0228 and it breaks down the costs and what's needed to be involved and maybe people can make donations to help your causes yes we do have that and actually we um, actually recently received a donation from um, Dylan Sari um, who passed away early but his parents went ahead and set up a donation in his name because Dylan had a servant's heart and just wanted to keep giving to the community. And so that is going to go towards our home alone classes with getting scholarships to go to get that price down. Well, what's the story behind Dylan? Um, so Dylan used to be part of the Explorer program. Uh-huh. And so, um, and then he passed away, but his parents know that he was such a giving person that he just wanted, they wanted to continue just to give. Um, and, and he was, he was an amazing explorer and just um, out there hands-on and um, just an amazing person. So give the website again, Aaron, if you would. Um, it is South Metro 
foundation.org. Easy enough to find and great organization. Aaron is just so talented and so intelligent about these various topics that concern your family and people you work with and life in general, including CPR. And that's how we here at Bonneville met Aaron was through the story we all know now about DeMar Hamlin, the football player for the uh, Buffalo Bills, who I was telling Aaron, it sounds like he's home now. He's back to Buffalo, Aaron. That's quite a story. That is an amazing story. Uh, we could not have asked for a better outcome with this story. Um, and it's that early intervention. Yes, he's an athlete, so I know that he's physically capable of healing. But it, the early intervention where he got the CPR right away, so none of his tissues went without blood and oxygen so that he could have that good recovery. So we are all capable of receiving that when we get early CPR and all capable of this amazing recovery that he's having. Um, also, too, we're all capable of giving CPR. And that's what you do. You're you're quite excellent at it. And now the word is out, and everybody's talking about teaching CPR in the schools more or in places of business or at your home. Or I was telling you the story when I was ushering at church how we learned CPR, because if you have a, a congregation of people there and something happens, what are you going to do? So how do we know if someone needs CPR? Let's start with that question, because you explained that pretty clearly depending on what situation you might be in or come upon. Yes, the first thing we want to do is survey the scene to make sure that it's safe for us to help them. Then the next thing that we would do is tap their shoulders and say, hey, hey, are you okay? And then we would need help to get on the way. So we need somebody to call 911. You may have to call it on your speakerphone. You may delegate somebody to call it, but make sure that you have help on the way because we cannot save them alone with CPR. We need more help. And then the next thing that you would check is their breathing. With their breathing, what you're looking for is these gasps that they're taking only about maybe two a minute, which is not regular breathing. They're called agonal gasps. And so we're not breathing. That's not regular breathing. You and I breathe 10 to 12 times per minute. Um, so that's not enough to sustain life. And then at that point, you would go ahead and put your hands in the center of the chest and push down two inches hard and fast is what they always say because we want to make sure to get that two inches. And we can do what's called hands-only CPR, which is just continuous compressions, and that is good for teenagers and adults. Well, let's just just back up a minute too. When that first incident, and for some reason that really stuck in my mind. If you learn CPR, you know the fundamentals. You know what Erin is going to tell you now, and what she has told you. But the thing is, you can't do it alone. So if people are standing around in shock, you need to get a team of people. Is that how it really kind of starts? Yes, because you can send somebody to go get the AED. There's AEDs available in places where people congregate, like sometimes churches have them and rec centers and libraries and schools have them. And so we walk past them every day, but we need to familiarize ourselves on the places that we go. Hey, where's the AED in this store? Um, Some stores don't have them. The response time in the United States for emergency help to get there is between four and 10 minutes. So that's pretty good. And so we can definitely do CPR for that long. So not every place does offer an AED. Well, let's explain. Go ahead. Let me me interrupt here, Aaron. Explain what an AED is. An AED is an automated external defibrillator. And that's what goes on the outside. They're those pads that go on the outside to help. They're going to stop the heart because the heart is beating in an irregular rhythm. So it's going to stop the heart so then the heart is going to be like, wait a minute, what just happened? And then it's going to, it's a muscle and it has muscle memory. And then it's going to start again on its own if it's able to. And so um, it's not going to come back and it's not going to be like, oh yeah, I got this. It's going to come back and be like, okay, 
Like, so you can still give somebody CPR with a faint heartbeat um, and still help get that blood through. That AED, a, yeah, that AED is so important because we learned it's here it, it talks to you. It tells you yes. what to do so you don't have to remember everything. No, it is a game changer. The biggest mistake that people make is they forget to turn it on. So we want to make sure to turn it on right away. Um, it tells you everything that you need to do. Um, it will tell you to shock. It'll tell you when no shocks are needed. Um, so it does tell you, but it does not call 911 um, at this point. And so we want to make sure that 911 is on board. But like you said, if there are people standing around other bystanders, give them jobs to do. They can go down and help the emergency crews come and find you if you're in a bigger building or maybe you're at the park and they may not know exactly where you're at, send somebody to go grab the crews to come over to the emergency. Um, have somebody on crowd control. You know, people kind of when people somebody's hurt, people want to come over and see what's going on, um, and we want to make sure to treat these patients like we would want to be treated um, and, and have really a lot of respect for them. Sure. So making sure that we're doing whatever we can do in that area. Right. Talking with uh, Aaron Luke from South Metro Safety Foundation, when, when do we stop CPR in somebody? Um, there's only four reasons why you would stop. Um, if you're too exhausted to continue, if um, the person wakes up, if you um, the scene becomes unsafe, or when somebody who's higher trained comes to take over. Ah, that's um, important. Those are the four reasons that you would stop. And now you give lessons there. How do we set up for that for South Metro Safety Foundation? Somebody's listening now, wants to get the business educated. What do they do? So with a business, they would just give me a call, and then we could go ahead and set up um, I give them an email, and they need to find a couple dates that might work for them, and then I reach out to my instructors and say, hey, who can teach on these dates? Um, and then we take our equipment and actually go into the businesses, and then we teach the businesses. And we can do um, a first aid and CPR, or we can just do CPR. Um, we can do a couple CPR classes back-to-back if that's all they need is CPR. Um, but it definitely is something. And also AED training does come with the CPR as well, and they would get certified the certification lasts for two years. It's good to know that. So even uh, I would think most schools have that kind of an education, but if you are involved with a church or other organizations, explain again, Aaron, how they find you. Um, at southmetrofoundation.org, or you can give me a call at 303-805-0228. Aaron Luke, South Metro Safety Foundation, thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine today, and thanks for what you do saving lives, that's for sure. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I love CPR. I love empowering people, and it just is an amazing thing to be able to put out into our community. Amen to that. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Yeah, you too. And you guys, too. Enjoy your day. It's Mile High Magazine, Murphy, Houston. We'll talk to you next week.